Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. As we step onto our path of infinite mastery, we are developing our spiritual gifts and following our life mission, really identifying what that is. My guest today is here to share energy transfers with us and to help find the talents that we don't know that we have, bringing them forward in our world. Ethan Fox is here once again to share starseed information and how we are connected through our careers to off-planet uh, tendencies. Ethan, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome back to Quantum Conversations. Thank you, Lauren. It's a pleasure to be with you again. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. Things have really shifted in our world, and we see many people feeling this deep call to step up in a whole new way, whether it be in their current spiritual business or whether they are in a mainstream business and they really want to step up and live more of their soul's purpose. And you work with a lot of people in helping to develop their spiritual gifts. Can you share with us really uh, what you feel is happening on an energetic and maybe an astrological level this year at this time that allows people to really mm, accelerate their soul plan, their soul purpose? Sure. Uh, there's so much to say on the subject. I'll try to sort of paraphrase or focus on the important things. Well, first of all, um, more longer term, a lot of people are familiar with, I'm sure, the idea of the age of Aquarius. And many uh, of us have believed the age of Aquarius started to come into being somewhere in the 1950s or so and has been increasing and accelerating till now and that is to a degree true but from my perspective from an astrological perspective the age of Aquarius really begins in the 2020s in the early 2020s 
when the planet Pluto goes into Aquarius. So, and that'll remain there till about mid 2040s. And so we're heading into a very different world and a very different future. And Pluto in Aquarius is going to cause a really rapid acceleration of so many things, uh, not only in our physical everyday lives in terms of technological innovations and breakthroughs, but also a lot of acceleration in us moving toward a more community-based society and a lot of people awakening. And my work these days is primarily focused in helping light workers to discover their life mission and, and to step out onto that path. And what I find is that um, so many people these days are going through awakening experiences. You'd be really surprised at the kind of people out there who are going through that. Many of us look at mainstream society and think, well, you know, when are, when is the medical profession going to become more enlightened or when is government going to do that? The truth of the matter is it is happening. There are individuals in all of those fields who are going through awakening experiences, and, and I speak to them uh, every day of the week. So majority of the people I speak with are individuals who are in very mainstream professional fields who uh, are doctors and engineers and people in the financial services industry, many of whom are very successful in those fields, and they're having awakening experiences at, which are causing them to contemplate their life and walking away from uh, from careers that are very well paid and highly successful uh, to something that they don't really even know. Um, so, so this is happening to so many people these days, but it's happening behind the scenes, and we don't really hear about these stories so much because those individuals are not out there sharing it. So it's important, I think, to not get discouraged by what the mainstream picture looks like because there are so many people in all of those mainstream areas who are starting to awaken. Now, what I find is that, um, first of all, like everybody has um, uh, in their life journey has already been doing things that are that are aspects of what they're ultimately going to do on a higher dimensional level. Uh, what I mean by that is, let me give you an example. I have um, somebody who I've worked with in my Lightworker program who uh, formerly was in the field of genetics and she um, uh, worked in biotech companies and so on and she made the transition to a more spiritually based work and as it turns out, she has the ability to alter uh, your multidimensional DNA using sound and vibration. And so here's somebody who at one time was using her gifts and abilities or her focus in her life in a more mainstream way. And she had this alternate version of herself or other timeline that she could have stepped into at any time. And when she did so, she just simply took that same... Uh, focus in her life but elevated it to a higher consciousness to a higher dimensional experience and using that uh, that desire in this life to work with DNA on a higher level so everybody has that and what I find is that um, that all you need to do is to to shift your consciousness and your vibration and remove the density that's in the way 
and that will allow you to move whatever work you're doing to a higher level. It's, it's a little bit more complicated than that in terms of how to become successful doing that in the three-dimensional world, but, but in general, whatever we were always going to do spiritually in the world was always present in what we were doing all throughout our lives up to this point. So one of the first exercises I give people is to um, is to explore everything you've ever done in your life, your interests, uh, any gifts that you might have had as a child. Did you like being in nature? Did you um, did you have any extraterrestrial contact experiences or things like that? All of those pieces can be reassembled in a different way to discover why you're here and what you're here to do. So, um, so th this time now this year is very interesting in many ways. Um, one of the most significant ways is um, in last month in May, the planet Uranus went into Taurus, which is the first time since the 1930s that it's been there. And Taurus, among other things, represents our value system and also, as on a whole, the financial system. And so we are going to see several years while it's in that sign, I think around 2026 or so it'll be there, uh, where we uh, as a collective are going to go through a revolution in our economic system, a new currency system, new financial system. And you're already seeing the, the signs of that. A lot of the banking sector are starting to experience problems, and we're seeing the emergence of a brand-new currency system through cryptocurrencies and things like that. So by 2026, we're going to see a global economy that's dra drastically different than what we've ever been used to in our lifetimes. Uh, so the beginnings of that is just are just now occurring, but but also individually, what Uranus and Taurus is going to do is it's going to cause each of us to reassess our own value system and what matters to us, and also reassess our value for money. Uh, and I find that that's a, an issue that a lot of more spiritually minded people have is we have when we tend to be very spiritually connected, we tend to have a disconnect with things that are more materially based, which makes it challenging to function in this third dimension and to thrive here because this is a very dense place. So so we have to be able to balance both, to be able to have one foot in the spiritual dimension and one foot on the ground in order to fulfill our life mission here in this reality because we obviously came here to fulfill something or to experience something or we wouldn't have come here. Um, but you have to do that with uh, with a little bit of a delicate balance between these two realities. And part of, I think, what will happen with many individuals while Uranus is in Taurus is a reassessment and a reevaluation of what money means to us and uh, and how to use that to function and to live in this reality without it being a restriction or hindrance to uh, us living to our potential. And, and I think that's a subject that is really important to address, and, and certainly we can talk about it more in depth if you like, but, but that's just a little bit of what's going on in the world in terms of awakening these days. Well, that's really good news to hear that the mainstream professionals are awakening. And so as they awaken, 
uh, all of us who begin to look at our world and revalue it and look to our passion, our desires, what we want to focus on and bring into the world, um, it's establishing the trust that we will be okay, I know is a hurdle and a challenge for some. How did you assist that gal who moved towards more spiritually based work, working um, from being in genetics to working with um, DNA, with sound and vibration? What, what challenge, I mean, that would be huge to overcome an ego program that would allow you to just walk away from uh, a mainstream, pretty respectable job. Yes, and uh, and this happens to uh, everyone that I work with. They're all coming from mm-hmm. um, professions that are highly successful. I just um, started working with someone who makes seven hundred thousand dollars a year in his profession, and he's walking away from that completely to pursue something. So you, so these are individuals who have had significant spiritual mm-hmm. breakthroughs to where they're they can't do what they were doing anymore. It just completely goes against who they are now becoming. Uh, And I had a similar experience myself when I started this journey many years ago. I was coming from a very mainstream background as well. Now, the question of how do you get from there to to, uh, somewhere else is is a little bit of a lengthy process, but, but first it is to identify Okay, so everybody has in their vibration at all times the essence of who they're here to be and express themselves as. So that's why I said when you look at, for some, for example, someone like her, if you look at what she's done up to this point, you can see the clues of why she came here because in her vibration was always this desire to use her higher dimensional connection to work with somebody's multidimensional genetics and to and cause healing and so on but when that soul comes into this physical dimension in this third dimension and becomes conditioned and not only that but they come into this dimension oftentimes with a lot of density around their energy field and that density prevents their awareness to their greater potential. So they come into this reality prior to coming here, that soul knows all that there is to know and knows their potential, knows why they chose this path. They come into this reality and they take on the density of uh, other incarnations and so on, and just simply the density of the being here. And that prevents them from their higher awareness. So suddenly, they come into this reality, they forget why they came here, and they go through living in this reality and the conditioning that comes here. But at the same time, that awareness that they have of their higher potential still guides them sort of in the right direction within the realm of what this society and dimensional reality uh, makes available to them. So in her case, we might say, well, she always knew she was supposed to be a geneticist. And so she went through the conventional routes because that's what she was provided with. And she went to school and got a degree in that and ended up working in that field. But we, she didn't, she was not able to connect more wholly or more fully to who she was until we were able to remove the density 
to not only increase her awareness of what her capabilities were, but also to bring those gifts and abilities into this reality. So once we do that, several things happen. One, the person becomes more aware of their higher connection. They start connecting to these multidimensional beings that they're connected with. And they also start manifesting their gifts and abilities that they didn't know that they had before. That might have, you know, oftentimes you'll find that children will have those abilities because when we first come into this reality, we're not as weighed down by the density here. But over time, we take on more and more of it and it causes us to have more and more amnesia to who we are. So many children will have um, multidimensional experiences or they'll have imaginary friends that they speak to who are not really imaginary, um, but we're told they're imaginary. So as time goes on, they forget and they, and they lose their connection to higher aspects themselves. But if you explore your life, you'll see that those hints of where you were going to go were always there. And you just didn't uh, have the ability or the awareness to put the pieces back together. So in her case, it's a process first of uncovering that uh, what is truly her if we strip away all the density. And that's we do that through energy transfers. Um, but then it's a process of now taking that understanding of who she is and those gifts that are coming forward and and grounding them in the third dimension because it, it doesn't do any good to have those abilities and not be able to express them here in this reality because then no one can benefit from it if you uh, if you don't do that. So that's a process of uh, of doing things to create a professional image around them and to create opportunities for them to reach their audience in a very very specific way. Um, so it's a little bit complicated, but, but the main thing is to first bring that awareness and that by removing density, that awareness can come through, those gifts can start to flourish, and then we create a three-dimensional structure, you might say, around that that allows them to, to live out that life in this reality. Now, I find um, many people out there who, for example, I'm sure everybody in this audience, or at least most of them, have studied Reiki at some point. And, uh, and so all of these individuals, there's so many people who are doing that kind of work in the world. And you know, while I don't see anything wrong with Reiki, I think Reiki is a great uh, entry point into spiritual healing work and such. But what I find is that the majority of people who are doing some kind of modality to learn from, they learn from somebody else, um, are using that as a crutch when it's not really what's authentically theirs to do. We're all unique expressions of consciousness, and as such, we're all here to do something special and unique that no one else can do. So one of, one of the things, uh, we're probably getting too far in depth into my light worker program, but, but one, and I think this is a valid exercise that might be useful. Uh, one of the first things that I do when I work with somebody is I'll have them do practice sessions with other people. And the, the only um, the requirement of doing the practice sessions is that they're not allowed to use anything they've ever learned from anybody else. So if, if you've learned Reiki, you're not allowed to use it. If you've learned any other healing modality, you're not allowed to use it. So you can only use what is authentically yours. And what often happens with that kind of an exercise is first, 
that person doing the work has a little bit of an emotional breakdown because they don't know what is left when you take away everything else. <laughs> but right. eventually out of that, what happens is they actually discover that there is something there. And that begins the journey to to stepping into that potential of what's authentically them. And that's how we did that with her as well. And uh, we do that with many other people. It's fascinating. So, um, you know, whether it be toning, it's whatever we know deep within of how we can help someone, how we can shift someone. Okay, so let's go back. Again, it's it's about shifting the vibration and removing this density. And the density really is, oh my goodness, all of the wounds and the experiences that turn into belief systems and lack programming, all of it becomes such density that it really keeps us from moving forward. So as you work and do energy transfers to help remove that density, it really allows then these gifts to be revealed. And as you said, they are in our field. They're part of the things that we love and desire. And each of us are unique. And even though there could be a 100 yoga teachers in one room, each yoga teacher is unique and brings their own unique aspect to it. Okay, so let's back up when you mentioned when you looked at ET contact experiences, for example, how could that experience relate to someone's passion? Would that be through channeling or uh, receiving the guidance on, on the work to do? How would that ET contact experience come into knowing uh, of of the planetary purpose. Well, it's not that the ET contact experience specifically um, has one particular one has to do with channeling and another one doesn't, because there are certainly plenty of channels who I work with who channel a variety of different beings, and um, there's no one collective that um, that only works with channels, but. Um, what I have found, though, is that certain collectives work with certain people in certain kind of mindsets. So quite often, if somebody's working in a technical field, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is the question you're asking, but I'll go down this road and you can correct me if I'm, uh, if I'm going in the wrong direction. But one thing I find that's really fascinating. Now, first, I should probably preface by saying I'm a pretty left-brain intellectual guy. So prior to this period of my journey, I was working in a very mainstream world. I wasn't even sure I believed in extraterrestrials or UFOs and things like that. It was just one of those things that people believed in. I had no concept of myself because I had no evidence. Um, but over the last several years, my life has sort of taken me in this direction, totally unintentionally, to where I've ended up working with a lot of um, individuals who are contactees and, and who are channels of multidimensional consciousness. And uh, so I've, I've sort of ended up uh, having a lot of experience in this area just from working with a lot of people like that. So my knowledge comes from, from, that, uh, from, from that work. What I've found is that 
um, people who come from more technical backgrounds like engineers or architects or uh, things of that nature tend to have a very strong Arcturian connection. Now, it doesn't mean that they only have Arcturian connection, but there almost always is a strong Arcturian connection, and in many cases that tends to be the primary connection. So engineers, because Arcturians, for whatever reason, seem to uh, be more interested in working with people with developing technology and devices and, and tend to be, uh, tend to work more with structural things like that. Um, whereas, uh, so we did this, uh, event this weekend in our local area to give you an example. And, mm -hmm. um, Michaela Sheldon, I think you've had on your show, she's an intuitive channel and she, was sensing that there were a lot of Arcturian, um, so there were there was an Arcturian collection collective present on the left side of the room, and on the right side of the room it was primarily Pleiadian, and mm -hmm. so the individuals were separated in two sides of the room that were just they just chose the side of the room on their own, and so I asked everyone I said well who in this room is in a technical field or an engineering field or something like that. And the people on the left side of the room raised their hands. There were only a couple who did not. And I said, who in this field is in a service-oriented field, such as a teacher or a counselor or somebody who deals with emotional types of issues? And the people, the majority of the right side of the room raised their hand. And so there is this connection I've seen over and over again that Pleiadians, for example, primarily work with individuals who are here to deal with emotional issues. So you'll often see a strong Pleiadian connection with someone who's here to be a counselor or um, uh, to work with children quite often in some sort of way or a teacher or something like that. And, and those individuals will often gravitate to those fields when they're younger. So they may be conventional teachers uh, or conventional psychologists or counselors of some kind, they have that Pleiadian background, um, whereas you'll see Arcturian uh, people who have an Arcturian connection tend to go into engineering and technical fields. So, I mean, that's just one example. There are certainly other connections with other uh, collectives as well, but, but that's one connection that you'll see quite common is that each of the collectives seems to vibrate at a certain level and they tend to connect with certain individuals in a certain way. So what happens when these individuals come into the world and they, for example, choose to become an engineer, uh, is that they have that Arcturian connection and maybe while they're an engineer, they'll invent things or they'll, you know, they'll get their mind around the technology of this reality and that'll interest them for a period of time. But when we, when you remove that veil or that density around their energy field, now they come to realize why they have that interest all along is, is, well, they are often from an Arcturian lineage, for example. And that awareness now makes available to them the understanding of technology and, and innovation on an entirely different level, multi-dimensional level, where now they, you may find them inventing uh, devices and technology that are not typically three-dimensional. So devices that may be scalar devices or things that bring in multi-dimensional aspects of energy into this reality. So 
So if you're in, you know, one field or the other, it's quite possible that those connections are there. Now, your your comment about density, it's the density is a vibration in our energy field. So karmic density is a um is a dense energy in our energy field. You might see it as just an energy that is heavy that weighs down your human experience. Now, let's say in this life you have a desire to do something even if let's say just let's simplify this and say you have a desire to be in a happy relationship but you're not uh, right now well that desire by its existence provided that desire wasn't something you just you just assume because other people want the same thing and you want the same thing if that desire is unique to you then it exists because that potential exists in your reality in your energy field it it means that it's something that's possible for you but when there's density in the way that density prevents you from realizing that potential so when you remove the density the possibility of having that uh potential that was always there for you becomes more real and you'll start seeing opportunities unfold to its realization so you know coming to step into your your spiritual potential and gifts in the world and living that in in a way that not only is fulfilling to you and serves humanity um is very possible and one of the ways to do that is to remove that density and then you have to also take the steps to to the physical steps in this reality to um to bring that to the world does that yes. answer the question yeah it does thank you yeah. and and that's not always so easy but one foot in front of the other so we can see how that is quite a long process and it's just beautiful to have someone assisting along the way and kind of being that guide where we can see how we ground it and anchor it here into a 3D structure. Okay, well, this is fascinating. And you do work with people one-on-one and you also do remote energy sessions actually to help assist in removing this density. So perhaps we could do a mini group healing energy transfer now Uh, There are some comments coming in about how we can release this past programming, uh, maybe on a daily basis or with these energy transfers. And some, there's a girl, Jenny, here who even feels, and I know she's not alone, many people are reporting, going through challenging times, difficult times, feeling Um, like a dark night of the soul feeling doomed, knowing there's that mission there, but it seems buried so deep within the mud that now it feels like quicksand. So uh, maybe that could be the focus really to help everyone realize their potential. Yes, and you can certainly focus on that during the energy transfer. Now, um, this is the reason why I started doing this work years ago. Um, I had uh, I had been an astrologer for about 26 years now, and I, I knew that we were heading into a time where there was going to be this massive awakening of consciousness just based on the astrology. And... But I also felt that there was going to be so much suffering that was going to occur in the process of people removing their density in order to experience their awakening. 
and and that's what is happening with uh, with a lot of people these days. So what Jenny's describing is very common, and I speak with people like that all the time. And well, the reason is because this density or karmic density, as I call it, is something that has to be processed and worked through in order for you to to move beyond it and to live a more full, joyful life. And um, some people will experience that. It'll ju just in um, instant moments of awakening, they may go through that. There are many spiritual teachers who experience that in moments of intense suffering. Uh, for example, I don't know if, if you've read Eckhart Tolle's book, he describes how he had a, a moment where he was ready to commit suicide, and in that moment he became enlightened. And so a lot of times our greatest suffering will lead to our greatest enlightenment because in that suffering, the ego surrenders the density. And then on the other side of that, the density isn't there, and we suddenly feel this connection to source become more full. And so, you know, at any point, we are beings here in this reality, and in this reality, we have source is always there but the density causes a little bit of a block between us and source which prevents us from living in this reality more fully so by removing the density more quickly then we can experience that connection to source without so much suffering and that's really why i started doing this is i realized that this is what uh it's a long story as to how i came to realize it but but i came to realize that this was something that i was here to do and that I was able to do was to help individuals to remove a substantial amount of this density and allow them to step forward onto their path without so much suffering and with a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, speed so that we can all become part of the solution and to help others as they are going through their awakening experiences as we head into this age of Aquarius. So, so during the energy transfer, certainly you can focus on that. And, you know, to a lesser extent, there are plenty of things you can do to sustain uh, even something as simple as meditation is very helpful in relieving density. It just tends to work a little bit more slowly, but it's a good daily practice you can do. Uh, and now the, the, the 12 sessions in my advanced program tend to be a little bit more accelerated than when I, what I do on these calls, just simply because that's for more serious individuals who really want to move quickly. Uh, it tends to be a bit more accelerated and more intense, and some people it's a little bit too intense for them. Um, but that's uh, always an option. Now, uh, what we're doing on this call is going to be a little bit more entry level and easier for most people to be able to acclimate to, especially if you've never worked with me before and but you can replay the recording and um, as often as you're able to manage to do that uh, and that's one way you can do that as well but there are many other ways I mean even sun gazing or uh, even on a very simple basic more grounded level eating foods that are more alive will help to do that but but what I would like uh, everyone to do when we do this energy transfer is simply focus on releasing as much density as you possibly can just in this one call and keeping in mind that um, you're not going to release all of it just from this one time. And it's uh, not advisable for most people anyway because m many people are carrying so much density that 
to release it all at once would be an extreme adjustment to their energy field and to their physical lives. Uh, many people who work very closely to me on a regular basis, their lives go through major transformation and uh, and it can be in some cases a little bit too dramatic and radical depending on how closely they are to me. So that is not really advisable for most people because the adjustment can be too extreme. But um, but certainly we can make a big step forward here and as often as you repeat this process will take you further and further along that path. And uh, the most important thing uh, to understand uh, like for Jenny and others uh, who are going through similar experiences is one of the main benefits of going through this process is, is your consciousness is going to expand and your density is going to lessen. And one of the side effects of that is that your life just becomes lighter and happier. You, even if you're in the midst of chaos, you will find that somehow you just uh, are happier. Uh, and I find a lot of people experience that. They can be in very difficult life circumstances. And on the other side of this, uh, immediately those circumstances may not change, but they will change uh, over time. But what the immediate effect is that they don't really care so much anymore. They feel happier and lighter and can see their situation from uh, an out a different perspective, a more positive perspective. There are many spiritual masters in the world who spend uh, every waking moment in a state of bliss. And it doesn't matter what's happening to them. Uh, they are always in this heightened state of bliss. And that is a factor of a higher consciousness. And that is what we're all striving for is this connection to source that is strong enough that we, uh, that we, uh, can live out the journey we came here to live without the suffering that goes along with it. So that's what we're looking for. And before we go into this process, though, I should explain for those who are unfamiliar with my work that I'm going to ask all of you to send your karmic density to me. And with some people that seems a little counterintuitive at first because most people are very sensitive to energy and uh, and we are instructed that we should protect ourselves when we're doing healing work and such. Um, I don't have that uh, problem in this life. Uh, I have come into this life with this uh, conditioning where my physical and energetic body have been prepared to take on the density of other individuals and in a given day there are people all over the world who are sending their density to me uh, and uh, there's no adverse effect to me and when we've done events in our local area I have an aura reader who's there and she can see the density and it uh, as it's coming to me from everyone in the room and we've even done events where we've had people not in the room and, and she sees it as disintegrating as it hits my energy field. So there's no harm to me in the process, so no one needs to worry about that. But the benefit to you is you're no longer carrying that with you forward into your journey, so it makes your life easier and lighter. Uh, so we'll be going through this process where um, you'll be sending that density to me. Um, there is a 13th dimensional collective consciousness that utilizes this physical body to facilitate this process with you. Uh, so I'm not really doing that much. Um, 
but I in, came into this incarnation with an agreement with them to allow them to utilize this physical body for this purpose because they couldn't bring a 13th dimensional energy into the third dimension due to the density of the third dimension. So they required to have a an anchor or a physical anchor in this dimension that was capable of bridging between the third, 13th and the third dimension. So they're facilitating this process for you. So you can't do it wrong as long as you wish to participate with the intention of releasing this density. And they will be sending an energy to each of you through my heart center to raise your vibration and consciousness. And this 13th dimensional energy also contains 13th dimensional information, which you will find over the course of the next several weeks and uh, months will start to shift your perspectives and your mindset and give you a higher awareness of your own potential, but also uh, lead you to uh, see things in the world that you couldn't see before uh, because your perspective will have expanded. So this is uh, a two-way process. So you'll be sending density to me and I'll be sending this energy to you to raise your consciousness. And from our observations here locally, the people who uh, have been in our audiences, their auras expand uh, double, triple, quadruple, usually two or three times in the first, uh, every time they come. And those who have participated in our monthly physical events here, their auras are getting larger and larger. So it's a cumulative effect. Uh, and many of them who've been coming for years to our local events, their energy fields are larger than the room as they're walking in. So we know that there's a permanent cumulative benefit to your uh, to your energy field and to your consciousness so the more often you do this the better it is for you on your journey and to also discovering why you're here and stepping on that path so that's a lengthy process uh, explanation but i wanted to make sure it was thorough so nobody had any concerns about how it works um, so we can do that anytime whenever you'd like Beautiful. Thank you so much, Ethan. It sounds really exquisite mm -hmm. and expansive. All right. That would be wonderful. Okay. So uh, I'll play a little music in the background. I prefer, I play this music. For, you might have even had him on your show before, Mark Romero. He's a vibrational um, a musician. And just to tune out some of the background sounds and such, since I'll be silent. And we'll just go for maybe 10 minutes so we don't take up too much time doing this. And uh, so what I'd like you to all do is to relax and just breathe comfortably wherever you are. And if you're not able to do that in uh, where you are now, then that's okay. The process will still work regardless. And I'd like you to just simply hold the intention to release whatever karmic density you're ready to release today. And uh, and if you want to be more involved in the process and there's something in your life that's causing you suffering or negative emotions, you can also focus on that and intend to release the density behind that. And uh, And if you'd like, you can also visualize it as a dark cloud of energy and leaving your energy field and just send it to me. Even if you don't know what I look like, just, just intend that. Uh, and this certain dimensional consciousness will do the rest. At the same time, I'm going to be sending a white light from my heart center to yours, and we'll be doing this circular exchange of energy. You'll just keep sending a density to me. Even if you feel like you run out of density to send, just keep doing it. 
and I'll keep I'll keep sending this white light to your heart center as well. So I'm going to be silent now while we do that and play a little music in the background, and I'll be back and ask you to open your eyes when we're done, and then we can continue our conversation. So just relax now and focus your intention on that, and just keep sending that energy to me. And I'm going to send the white light to your heart center, and I'll be silent now. I'll be back in about 10 minutes or so.
sensitive and you might have felt that and others may not be and both are good. Either way the benefits are there and we've been able to observe that over the years by looking at the energy fields of everybody who have come to our events. Uh, if you um, you may also have you know, felt um, temperature change or release of emotions. Uh, sometimes there's an emotion that's attached to uh, a karmic experience and when the density is removed the emotion also passes with it. You don't need to understand where the emotion is from or what the experience is connected to. Just take that as a sign that something released in this process. So you know, many of you are going to experience awakening of your spiritual gifts and a higher awareness, uh, but the most important thing you're looking for is to see if you notice more of a lightness in your life and more of a sense of joy and peace. That's uh, a sign of a change in density and consciousness, and that's something that everyone should notice in the next several days and weeks. And the more often you repeat this process, the more density is removed and the higher consciousness can grow. What a beautiful experience there with the energy transfer. And we are welcoming our participants to share any comments that they have from that. But yes, it felt very peaceful, very loving, very nurturing. And it was different as we moved through it. Personally, as I moved through it, there was a, a little wave of sadness. But overall, it is so beautiful. It is really empowering. That's what I get from this. It is a sense mm -hmm. of empowerment. And really, it's it's as simple as a heightened state of bliss. Yes. You know, Many people will experience the state of bliss, yes. Well, again, I just want to mention, you had said the ego surrenders the density, and we feel the connection to source even more fully. And mm -hmm. I just want to say that that word surrender has come up every day for the past three weeks, if not more. So that in itself is a sign for us to surrender. 
really surrender the ego and not take things so seriously. And my goodness, your sessions with the people that you help with, that's a big task. That's a tall order. Again, when you've got people in highly successful careers, just walking away from it and stepping onto a more spiritually based path. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, easy to s- surrender the ego as we raise that vibration though, too. Yes, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's interesting to work with individuals who are going through that, but that's my role primarily in this incarnation at this point is to, is to help light workers to discover who they are, why they came here, and to step onto that path. And more, the further I go into the future, it's becoming more and more focused in that area. Even as simply as the energy transfer we did today is that's the primary intention of this work. It's not really so much to heal physical illnesses and such, although that does happen sometimes. My focus is primarily to help light workers to discover who they are and to and to pursue that and to become part of this this massive awakening of consciousness and help others as they're making that transition as well. Mhm. And we have 7 billion people to assist, so that helps us understand what the first waves of ascension and awakening are. Okay, so we awaken and we become aware of our abilities ourselves, and then we turn and we help others. What do you say about star seeds? We know that this is a a big um, time for star seeds to awaken as well. Well, um, yes, and and many of the people on this call are probably star seeds. And uh, what I find is that, well, first of all, I think that term is used by many people, and it means many things to many people. Some people describe star seeds as having to be of a certain generation, and so a lot of the younger generations would be considered star seeds and not the older ones. I don't find that that to, that to be the case, and um, I think that, you know, as you mentioned a minute ago, there are several billion people on the planet, and in the in the 2020s to the 2040s, we're going to see a vast majority of the world going through very significant awakening, and a very different society is going to emerge as that occurs, and those of us who are and this is my observation in being on a call like this and all the people that I'm surrounded by these days. Now, I used to be in a mainstream world surrounded by very mainstream people. These days, my entire world, my whole universe is people who are much more spiritually based and who are living with a much bigger life purpose and mission than just to pay the bills and to live in the third dimension. Um, so... From my vantage point, somebody wouldn't be on a call like this if their vibration didn't resonate with who with who I am in this moment. So in that sense, I find that the majority of people I communicate with are, are starseeds and are individuals who are here to be part of that first wave of awakening that is taking place on the planet in order that they can be part of the individuals who are out there helping the next wave of awakening and so on. So 
So I think that uh, if you're on this call, that's what calls you to be here today because that's my role is to uh, is to work with and to communicate to individuals like you to become aware of why you're here. So um, was there a specific question about star seeds you wanted to uh, address? I would say how would we recognize that we are star seeds and when you work with clients, what do you notice mm-hmm. about how people recognize their star seededness? I see. Well, you know, the interesting thing is you don't usually tell right away. And many of them come to me in very mainstream fields and they have no idea at all. And quite a few of them have no awareness that they even have any spiritual gifts or that they are unusual in any way. So to to a great extent, many people don't realize. And that's because quite often there's so much density and psychological conditioning and and they've been raised in a more mainstream society, so they don't look for the signs of that. So you may not even know that it's there. But I would say that if you're on this call, it must be there or you wouldn't be on this call. So that's one way to recognize it, first of all. But um, the other thing, too, is um, some of the things that I do see that are common among starseeds, now keeping in mind that not all star seeds that I speak with are aware of these things right away, but all of them have had some sort of multidimensional contact experience, meaning they might have had experiences where they were um, they had extraterrestrial contact as children, or they um, uh, had imaginary friends, or they were um, seeing fairies in the woods when they were children, or things of that nature. Now. Many of the people I speak with, though, and that I work with, have no recollection of those kinds of experiences until we go a little bit farther on their journey and we remove some of the density, and then they start remembering things that happened that they didn't even know that they had. A perfect example, I had, um, there's somebody I'm working with now who who is uh, working in a very high level in a very well-known United States university, and um, she has been in this mainstream professional academic field for her entire career and had no memory of uh, any unusual things that occurred in her life. But the further we went, we, she started remembering these unusual things where she had contact with beings who saved her from many catastrophes or potential catastrophes in her life that she just dismissed as as nothing and as she started opening up to her higher awareness she remembered all of these experiences that she'd had earlier in life so what i find is that people who are our star seeds are being watched over and and have connection to other dimensions and these beings are always there and always um you know your multidimensional family and that family could be extraterrestrial or it could be ascended masters it could be any number of collection of beings you know just like from my own perspective i had no awareness that i had this 13th dimensional connect collection of beings no awareness at all until this period of my life and even then it wasn't something that came very quickly and easily for me to come to that awareness but then as i looked over my life and I realized that all of these very unusual things happened all throughout my life that I could never explain. 
I just put them on the shelf and said, well, that probably didn't happen because it doesn't make any sense at all from an intellectual left-brain perspective. Um, when I started going in this direction, I started um, looking through my life and realizing that I have not lived a normal life. And all of the people that I work with have those kinds of experiences, but we often dismiss them and or we don't remember them or there could be some sort of a psychological block or conditioning that prevents us from from uh from remembering that they're there until later but i do find that those those things are always there now many people i do work with do come in the door with uh, already having some kind of an interest in spirituality or um who are practicing or experimenting with different kinds of healing modalities and things like that. So if you've already done those things, and if, even if you've done something as simple as practicing Reiki healing, obviously you wouldn't be pursuing that if you were not a star seed. But I would say that that's, that's an entry point for you. It's not what you should be doing with your life. It was just a doorway that was opened to show you aspects of yourself that are not of this place. But now you have to open that door further and, and look into what is it that's special about you and what are you here to do because it's probably not that thing that you learned from somewhere else. So, you know, quite often you'll see those kinds of um, connections, but almost everybody I, I work with has had some sort of connection with other dimensional beings even if it's in meditation or clairaudience or clairvoyance quite often uh, or imaginary friends as children uh, or many of them have had um, contact experience directly with uh, beings on ships and things like that. Um, so that's pretty common and I'm sure it's true for everyone on this call whether you're conscious of it at this point or not. Mm. Yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah, there's certainly like more you can say on it. Yeah. Well, like you were saying earlier about the the connectedness that Arcturians have to engineers and architects mm -hmm. and the inspiration that it brings through. And that is happening whether people are aware of it or not. And perhaps that's why people get into a certain stage of their life and they just look at it and realize they don't want to do that anymore. But that was a skill that they used it's part of them and they're going to use it in their next um encore work or service work or planetary mm -hmm. mission so yes. very very interesting yeah, well it's no accident that um sorry to interrupt no um, it's no accident the professions you've chosen in your life or the interests you've had those are not accidental and there's nothing wrong with them we choose things to do in our lives because they are inside of us calling to be done now but our level of consciousness determines on what level we we express those things so somebody who has a lower consciousness who came into this life to work with genetics might be a geneticist who works for a biotech company but that same person at a higher consciousness will see a way to use that same desire to experience life in this reality and to help others 
an ability to share that on a higher dimensional level. So what you're looking to do is to raise your consciousness such that you can shift your timeline of experience. So let's, let me just illustrate that point a little bit maybe. We all come into this reality to experience certain things. And so to some degree at birth, we've orchestrated much of our free will at that point. And our free will might be, well, we were going to meet somebody at a certain age, maybe get married, have children, maybe work in a certain type of uh, field of work, uh, and to learn and grow through certain experiences. So those, so we might have chosen that box to experience life within. So then we are born into this reality and we forget that we made those choices and we walk through life and we meet that person and we get married and we have children and we do these things right on schedule. And so, and going through the experience, we grow and evolve as a soul. Now, that box is going to stay that way for most people. Now, if your consciousness evolves to a certain level, you can jump outside of that box into a different box. But for the majority of human beings, we stay inside that box. But while in that box, if we can elevate our consciousness, then what happens is <clears throat> inside of that box, we can experience our human experience from an entirely different perspective. So in the sense, in the case of where somebody might have come in to live in a reality of working with DNA in this DNA box in life, by elevating consciousness while still inside the same box, we move to a different timeline where a doctor might become a meta or a metaphysical doctor or somebody who's working holistic health which is a higher dimensional expression of being a medical doctor. So chances are you're already and have always been doing what you're here to do. All you simply need to do is to elevate the vibration of that so that you can now do what you've always done, but on an entirely different level of expression. Uh, in the same way, the work that I'm doing now, if I look through my life, all throughout my life from birth onward, they're all the pieces scattered that are parts of what I'm doing now. And they just simply needed to be reassembled in a different form and then elevated to a higher vibration. So that's how I would look at that. Beautiful. Really, you are helping people really step into their multidimensionality and bring on all these beautiful aspects and do the greater service work. I love how you say it really is to help others. Okay, so your work that you do, let's talk about this. I've got a few more questions we can wrap up with, but I do want to allow you a moment to talk about your special offer because this allows people to work with your remote energy work. And we have a question, when does that begin? When does the one-month session begin? Uh, well, when you sign up, you'll receive a code, and you can go to my website, and and um, on the scheduling page, you'll be able to choose the dates that you wanted to start and continue. And um, most people, I would suggest spreading the sessions out about every two days. So you can schedule them however you want. I do them at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time every day. So, But okay. you can choose a date, the days that you would like. Now, if you're extremely energy sensitive, you may want to do them more than every other or uh, less frequent than every other day. I've had 
over the years a handful of people who have tried to do them every other day and it just was too intense and we've had to space them out further. Um, but what I would suggest is if you're not extremely energy sensitive, then every other day and, uh, and then you'll be, um, emailed a reminder an hour before every session with some basic instructions, which is basically what we just did today. So you don't really need the instructions. Uh, as long as, uh, once you sign up with your schedule, uh, and you choose the dates in my calendar that you want to do that, you'll be added to my list on those days. So at those times, I'll facilitate the energy transfer. Now, this is a virtual advanced program, so the intensity of the sessions is much higher than what we did today. Uh, and uh, you won't be talking to me on those uh, at those times. Uh, I'll just have your name on a list and we'll facilitate the energy transfer from here for everyone who has signed up at that time. So you'll just simply participate in the same way that you have done here today uh, on a, in a virtual session and just simply go into meditation on your side and just follow along the same instructions or just simply sit and hold the intention. Now there are some people over the years who have forgotten about their sessions and ended up doing something totally different at that time and they suddenly experience a state of bliss or this uh, energy in the middle of driving down the road somewhere and that so the energy will still do its thing regardless of whether you are able to sit and focus with intention uh, because I'm facilitating it through this collective on this side um, but if you want to participate in the experience, it's more ideal if you're able to sit in a relaxed state and in a quiet space and follow along, but it's not required. So so it's up to you to schedule however you wish. Okay, very good. All right, so no matter when the special offer is ordered, it is for a one-month remote, and that begins as soon mm -hmm. as someone makes the purchase and then... Um, follows the connection instructions on the email that comes to them. Okay, so, mm -hmm. wow, get ready to go into multidimensional aspects and expand your aura and remove a lot of karmic energy. That is really beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so you also have uh, some other items as well. Um, there's a video and then there's a uh, one coming up, there's a live Q&A with you. Yes, um, there will be a, a webcast, and it's a private webcast. I don't these days have a lot of opportunity to speak with individuals one-on-one -on -one except in private sessions because my schedules become quite busy, but the webcast is one of those opportunities because um, it's not open to the public, and uh, so however many of you decide to join the webcast, generally it's a very intimate small group and you can ask me whatever or if you have anything that came up during the energy transfers, you can uh, we can discuss those things. Uh, but it's pretty much uh, an intimate opportunity to for us to talk and um, discuss anything you'd like. Uh, so it's usually about an hour uh, and... Um, and we can, uh, well, you'll receive the uh, information to join that uh, once you sign up. Okay, beautiful. All right, so that is option one. And option two includes everything 
and also with a personal one-on-one session. So that's really where you can get that personal attention with someone and really fine-tune their service and, and maybe peel back some layers that help to reveal more of what their planetary purpose is. Yes, the um, the the half an hour session when you sign up, you will have the opportunity to specify whether or not you'd like to do uh, an energy transfer for that for that time, uh, which basically will be just be a one-on-one energy transfer, which tends to be a little bit more focused and more intense growth experience than than even the remote advanced program. But you can also choose to if you'd like to spend the time looking at your cycles and maybe discussing your life purpose. In a half an hour's time, we may not be able to get 100% of the way there, but sometimes we do actually, but um, but we can address quite a bit, and you can also, if you want to increase your session to a full hour, you can do that, and, and uh, we can spend that time just looking at your um, astrology, numerology cycles, and also talking through your journey and what you've done, and Quite often, I can provide enough information for you to have a direction to go in terms of where to go and and what work you're doing. And if you're currently doing some sort of spiritual work, uh, I can offer a lot of guidance into how to be more successful at doing that. Because in my opinion, I think, you know, for us to, we're in this third dimensional reality. And in this reality, we have certain structures that we have to live with. For example, Many of us, we eat food, and that's just a structure that we accept. But really, source energy doesn't require us to eat, and at some point in human evolution, no one's going to eat anything. Um, But at this point, we have those kind of requirements. We breathe air, uh, and we, um, many of us in westernized societies, we have to live with money, and money gives us the ability to purchase things and to live in this structure. And those are all important factors that are structures that exist in our reality that we have to uh, or that we have chosen to live inside of by being incarnated where we have been. And so those are all things that need to be addressed in living a full uh, and abundant life in, in this human incarnation. So those are all things that we can address and cook in that session depending on what it is that you want to address and I work with a lot of people obviously in that uh in that way so so there are a lot of opportunities for discussion and uh questions I can answer beautiful well thank you so much for that your special offer is available on this webpage And we invite all of our listeners in our community to check that out. It really is a beautiful way to expand and accelerate and fully step onto your path. It's great to have a mentor like that. So as we know that New Earth is a vibration, really what you're doing is is assisting in ushering in New Earth. It's going to be beautiful when we see people stepping onto this in their mission, new technologies that will come about, um, ways to clean up the ocean that will come about. And when we consider that new earth is a vibration, then we actually, by living it in unity, in love and respect and consideration 
for everything and everyone around us, including the environment, we will make different choices that will not continue to harm or decimate our environment. And so I just think that's beautiful. When you assist people in doing this, I know it's it's easier said than done, but do you find that the universe has our backs when we step into that spiritual path? It's that joy that we're expressing. It's the bliss that we're expressing that actually supports us. Of course, we have to have the mechanisms to bring in the money, but in general, would you say that the people you work with are supported? Oh, of course, and they all do quite well for themselves if we're talking financially uh, and in what other ways they need to be supported. So, um, well, you know, I think this is a good place for me to uh, explain a concept of money a little bit. I think a lot of people misunderstand money and you know mm -hmm. we are all all of the people listening to this call I'm sure we all breathe air and and we're sitting here on this call and we're all inhaling and exhaling air we're not concerned about it we don't think about it it's just something that happens in the background of our experience and it allows us to sustain our physical bodies in this reality so that we can function here and have a human experience. So air is not something that we're resistant to. But imagine if you treated air as you do money, most people, the way they treat money is that they, uh, they restrict themselves. So it would be like sitting here and holding your breath because you're afraid that the next breath of air may not be there or what if the air runs out and I suffocate or this person next to me is breathing all the air, so I better do something about him or her because he's sucking up all the air in the room and it might cause me to suffocate. So this is how we treat money. And money is simply just like the air that we breathe. It is a physical construct in this reality that allows us to function here and to live out whatever purpose we hate we came here to live so when you have resistance to money it's like having resistance to air it is causing us to not be able to live to our fullest potential now the reason people have resistance to money is because they have resistance to source energy you know many of us for example many people who are of a spiritual perspective they have a hard time charging money for things and i was once like that too so i fully understand and um and the thing is we have an issue with charging money for things because we have sort of a resistance to this idea of money but the thing we need to understand is that money doesn't come from someone else or if you go work at a job for example it isn't the employer who's paying you or it isn't the other person who's paying you for your services or products that you make it is your direct relationship with source so no one else has control over or power over the money or abundance that you experience in your life it is your direct relationship with source so if you don't have any resistance between you and source energy then the universe will always provide you with everything that you need to live out the life you came here to live but if you have that resistance then that resistance 
will show up in everywhere in your life, in every place in your life. Maybe you'll find yourself in a job that doesn't pay you enough to do what you want to do in your life and to have a fulfilling experience. Or maybe uh, people are not willing to pay you enough for what it is that work that you're doing. It is has nothing to do with the other person. So if you charge somebody five dollars or a thousand dollars for something, uh, it has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with your direct relationship with Source. If your relationship with Source is is free-flowing and not resistant, then you'll find that whatever resources you need, whether it be money or other things, will come from all different directions to give you exactly what you need to live out the experience you came here to live. No one can take that away from you. Only you have the power to do that. Now, what I find is that when the people I work with step out onto this path, one of the first blocks that we hit with most of them is their inability to to charge for what they're doing. And uh, even the ones who are coming from mainstream backgrounds who earned very well in their previous professions, there is uh, a disconnect that seems to happen when we transition from a mainstream uh, profession where it's perfectly acceptable to make as much money as you can to a spiritual uh, field of work where mm-hmm. it's almost uh, unacceptable to connect money to those things. Almost everybody I work with struggles with that when they make that transition, and I have mm-hmm. to. Uh, uh, we have to work through that. But in the end, yes, they all are extremely abundant. They do very well in in the spiritual field, to where they're not only making enough to sustain their own needs, but they also are able to live a more full life and to play a bigger role in the world in the work that they're doing. Now, it's not just money, but other resources as well. Speaking for myself uh, personally, uh, when I moved from my mainstream life where I was in the business and financial world and doing quite well, and that life transitioned into this one, I left all that behind in a very similar way as some of the other stories I shared earlier today. Uh, I walked away from all of that, and I had no uh, real solid foundation anymore to stand on as I moved in this direction. So for many years, I was building this new life direction with almost no money and without, uh, with hardly any resources. Uh, yet the universe provided everything I needed just when I needed it. Even when the amount of money that was needed to do the things that I did was much greater than I could possibly have manifested at that time, it just somehow everything just came together and worked. And I find that this is true for everybody that I work with. When you step onto the path that you're here to live, the universe, and without resistance, I should say, because if you have resistance to that path, then that path will be resistant to you. And that's where you hit the blocks. But if you have no resistance and you step onto that path with faith, the universe always supports you. And in, in no matter how big the thing is that you have to do, those resources will be there. And it's never failed to work out that way. Most people, though, never take that risk and never step out on that path with the belief that they can do it, with the the faith and non-resistance. And that's why many people struggle and stay stuck where they are in their lives. 
Well, kudos to you for assisting in so many, making that shift into stepping onto their path. It really is how New Earth is anchored and created here, and it does take trust. So shifting the energetics of money, our relationships to money, is huge, and there's a whole bunch of belief systems that we have to get out of the way, or what you call resistance as well. So I love that. And it's not an easy thing to do, for example, you know, like with yourself, wouldn't you find that there's a lot of belief systems that come up, like you cannot go out and, uh, or, or what is it? It's more of you have to work hard for your money. Every day has to have a busy day, many hours put in. Right. That those are belief systems that that really need to go so that we can be connected and we can be blissful. And as we shift the energy of money, it does allow it to flow and flow means coming and going. And so as we understand that, it really does assist on the path for those who are stepping off and and into that new work. Uh, service work really so I've always said as well that we the people are the economy and when you were speaking earlier about this shift right with Uranus in Taurus Mm -hmm. since May oh my goodness all the way through 2026 that we will have um, a reassessment of our value system so as that happens on the collective it's going to also happen individually with us and we'll shift through those belief systems and and come to value uh, our work out in the world. What I do know is that people value where they put their money. So if we remember that, that will help us value our work as well. But um, I do agree with you. There are many lightworkers who are, maybe it's a belief system or a program that says spirit gets angry when we involve money. But I can see how that's a belief system from somewhere deep, deep, long ago. Well, it, it comes from the individuals who are connected to their higher uh, dimensional aspects of themselves. So you might call them light workers, for example. They are, uh, you know, we are not of this world. Uh, we may experience life here, and many of us may have been here many, many lifetimes, but but we're not of this world in the sense that our uh, vibration tends to be higher. And when your vibration is higher, it's a hard thing to relate to things that are three-dimensional. In this reality, things are very dense, and the whole idea of money which is perceived or rather we have been brought up in a society where money is perceived as a limited resource versus imagine if you were brought up in this reality with the belief that air was a limited resource then probably everybody would hold their breath and do all kinds of other ridiculous things to conserve air and so it, it's that our society has been created in a, such a way with the belief that this resource is restricted from people that causes that restriction to be there. And those of us of a higher vibration 
are not very comfortable living in a restricted society or in a restricted reality because we have more of a connection to source energy. And that connection or that remembrance of having existed in an abundant um, vibration prior to this incarnation makes it hard for us to acclimate to the idea that some of us can have more than others and others are restricted from that. But it is just a belief system of this reality. Money is as abundant as air. There is no limitation to um, to resources in the physical reality than there is limitation of air in this physical reality. Um, so it is partly a belief system that has been orchestrated in this reality in order to create that sort of hierarchical system. Um, but but it doesn't really exist. It is simply a belief system. And so part of it is you have to shift yourself outside of that belief system and try to understand and perceive money as air and to treat it in that way. And in that same way, you have to spend it as much as you take it in, just like you inhale air and you exhale air. You can't inhale more air without exhaling in the first place. So it is just um, a something that breathes in and out of our incarnation, in, our, in and out of our day-to-day -day human experience. It serves a function to allow us to exist here just like air sustains our physical body. It has no more meaning than that. Now, when you attribute meaning to money, is when attachments occur. So if you see money as a measure of status or you buy material things because they make you uh, feel better than somebody else or if you hoard money uh, because out of fear of not having enough, those things cause resistance. But with beyond that, if you can exist with money and breathe it in and breathe it out, then it's perfectly appropriate to use it however you wish in this life, just like you would air. So if you want to buy nice things because they make you happy or give you the freedom to do whatever you came here to do in as big a way as possible, that's how money should be used. And But without attachment to it. We're not attached to the air we breathe. We don't think about it. We don't um, we don't use it as a symbol of status. We don't hold it over other people and say they can't have it. It is something we all share equally. We have no attachment to it. Money should be the same way in your reality. If we as a society could come to that belief universally, then there would be unlimited money for everybody to do whatever they wanted and to live their life as fully as they wished and it would no longer be this obstacle to to living fully and that's where I think that uh, while we're in these cycles we are going to see that it is already happening we are at a time right now where where money and values our value system uh, and, and also it is going to reflect in the global economic structure are all going through a major change. And um, anyone on this call in the next several years, if you uh, can expand your perspective in, in that regard, can go from where you are now, regardless of how much uh, resources you have or abundance you're experiencing, to by the time this cycle is passing in the 2020s, 
to having as much money as you could possibly ever need in this reality. And I know this because, not just because I'm talking in a very spiritual, you know, airy-fairy sort of way, but but uh, but but in a very tangible way because my work is very much grounded in the third dimension while also expanding to multidimensional connection. And so I'm very much aware of what's happening in the third dimensional world in this uh, change to a new economic structure. So, so I, I believe that uh, all of you can have that freedom and independence to living your life as fully as you wish. So uh, it, is, it is possible, yes. Yes, well, that is inspiring and promising. And this is really the reassessment of the value system, what you just spoke of there as we, maybe we call it conscious economics, where we do expand our perspective that we can have as much money as we need. And if we all think about it, Ethan, we are all millionaires because certainly we've spent a million dollars in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. maybe several. So this is what you're speaking of when we exist with money. It's our relationship with money. And so that is up for shifting as we move through Uranus in Taurus. So that's beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing on that. Mm Well, Ethan, your work for the planet really is helping people connect with their multidimensionality and bring forth those gifts here in the physical. And we thank you so much for that. Your special offer, again, is available for remote sessions and a personal one-on-one. So as we wrap up our show today, I just want to give you a moment to um, say any last Um, words of encouragement for our listeners for the remainder of this year well I want to say and uh, and I touched on this throughout the call but but just to recap that many of us who are of a more spiritual perspective and I see this a lot in in people I speak with in audiences and on calls and such that we can get very discouraged by the state of affairs in the world right now and feel like it's not going in a very positive direction and being uh having studied astrology and numerology for quite a few years i not only can see what's happening in the cycles but also i'm very much in touch with what's happening in the world outside of the mainstream and i can assure you that we are heading into a much more enlightened world uh, a world that is not only going to provide us with lots of opportunities and innovations that make life easier but but also a world of a much higher consciousness where a lot of people are going to be stepping into the a more spiritually based way of being and way of living um so all of the things that we have been saying for a long time that we have wanted to live in uh, as a world are coming into being at this time and over the next 25 or so years and we're just at the beginning of that so my challenge to all of you is is to do whatever you can to play as big a role in that as possible so that you can be part of that movement toward uh, a higher consciousness higher vibrational world and 
uh, and also to take care of your health and well-being so that you're here to see the amazing future that we're heading into because it is unavoidably heading that way. So thank you uh, for having me on your show again, Lauren. It's been a pleasure being back. Well, thank you, Ethan Fox, for your work and service in the world. And, yes, we will all get there. Certainly, we see many things happening in our outer world that is certainly rising in us, this desire to really, truly make a difference and be of the highest vibration. It does change the world. Ethan Fox, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Now it is time to dance our way to the Cosmic Heart, where we close our program in absorbing and integrating the energy transfer from today and also listening to the wisdom, integrating the wisdom from this call. So with that, here's Sunshine Superman. Namaste. Sunshine came softly through my window today. I could have tipped out easy, but I I changed my way. It'll take time, I know it, but in a while you're gonna be mine, and I know it. We'll do it in style. Cause I made my mind up. You're going to be mine. I tell you right now. Any trick in the book and now, baby. All that I can find. Everybody's hustling just to have a little fun. When I say we'll be cool, I think that. You know what I mean We stood on a beach of southern sand You you remember well I know a beach where, baby The fun never ends When you've made your mind up forever to be mine I'll pick up your hand slowly Blow your little mind Cause I made my mind up You're going to be mine I'll tell you right now Any trick in the book tonight, baby All that I can find Superman and Green Lantern ain't got nothing on me. I can make like a turtle and die for your pearls in the sea. Yep. And you can just sit there while thinking on your velvet throne. About all the rainbows that you can have for your own. When you your mind up forever to be mine. I'll pick up your hand slowly, blow your 
fine. I'll pick up your hand. I'll pick up your hand.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.